if I can throw this in really quick, though, like, I'm, I'm part of the Dune groups on Facebook. I love, there are wonderful memes that come out of Dune groups, and I think it's time we as a culture admit you have to let things go a little bit. If they're going to make it from book to movie form, they're different forms of narrative. You can't possibly capture an entire book in a film is what I'm going for. And people get really burnt out. They get burnt out on the films and they have unrealistic expectations. I think, uh, I think Lord of the Rings did it pretty well. Like they did pretty good, but there are, like four hours long now. <laughs> well, I didn't say they were short. <laughs> Welcome back to Geek Channel 8. And today is our second anniversary show. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Two years. 2022. Two for me was the year of show trials. There was the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard thing where everything from like alpacas outside the courtroom to both like being found guilty in the end, like of defamation of each other. Basically, Depp won the lawsuit, but there was one counter suit claim of defamation that Heard won. So that was a crazy ass show trial. And it was riveting. That was from April 11th to June 1st. The very next day, the lawyers representing Alex Jones begged the judge to let them drop him as a client in the first (laughs) of two defamation lawsuits versus Alex Jones, one in Texas and one in Connecticut. Before the trial had even really gotten rolling, Jones was immediately found in contempt for like not providing access to stuff, witnesses and other stuff. But then after withholding all this stuff, Jones's own lawyer accidentally sent the plaintiff the last two years of text messages incriminating Jones and contradicting his testimony. They were asking for like 45 million in damages. Jones's lawyers thought it would be reduced to one and a half million dollars based on caps on damages in Texas. The plaintiffs thought they would only get four and a half million but they got the full $45 million. In Connecticut, the jury awarded the plaintiffs a staggering $965 million. And not only did the judge not reduce the damages in that case, he tacked on a further $473 million in punitive damages, bringing it to over $1.4 billion and ordered that Alex Jones not move his money offshore. Immediately after that, and I know it's not actually a trial, but the televised House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack started. And in fact, only two or three days after the text messages were accidentally sent to the plaintiffs by Jones's lawyer, Congress requisitioned them and then eventually ended up subpoenaing Jones himself to testify before the select committee. So that was like trial, if we want to call it a trial, number three. Like that was my most watched TV stuff. I don't think we can talk about 2022 without talking about the war in Ukraine, which 
seems to have taken up the entire year starting in the end of February. And maybe we'll get to this later, but in reading a recap of the the war, you know, in those end of year wrap ups, one of the things that came up was that a major part of the Russian offensive against Ukraine has been cyber attacks trying to take down their infrastructure, um, Ukraine for most of December, and I think probably still now has been struggling to keep the lights on and keep people warm. And that this has been a really, you know, horrible, like disgusting strategy by the Russians. But what's interesting is the name of the cyber team is Sandworm. And this was all going down starting in April when we were broadcasting our Sandworm series. I think that we would, you know, being one to discuss movies on our podcast, we can't forget about the Oscar slap. I mean, it oh, <laughs> was yeah. all over the news. It was <laughs> the, the Oscar slap, which, you know, uh, Will Smith went up on stage and slapped Chris Rock after he made jokes about Jada Pinkett Smith um, and then later apologized for his actions. But, you know, what's done is done. It goes down in infamy. It's uh, one of the most historical slaps of 2022. Um, (laughs) I had to bring that up. (laughs) After just railing against Alex Jones for about 10 minutes, I, I hate to do this, but my own personal conspiracy theory here is that that was staged. Now, I don't want to get into it on this podcast, but I firmly (laughs) believe that 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 was at least allowed to air, if not staged. Because even live shows, and I've worked in live television, you can hit a dump button and it dumps like stuff, you know, so that doesn't make the air. That's how they prevent people accidentally saying the F-bomb or something like that. Years ago, that wasn't the case. And there was a streaker on stage at the Oscars who ran across the stage and that actually made it on national television. And it was a big scandal in the early seventies <laughs> or something like that. But, but nowadays, like someone from the audience would have to like make it past multiple layers, even, even, you know, the invited guests there, that are all at tables. They have to make it past all the security people keeping people from going on stage to begin with walk all the way up there the cameramen have to be like pointed right at it which they were you know catch the whole thing on camera you know and then allow it to air and nobody in the editing room hitting the dump button or the cut to commercial you know it just it's because they were all hanging with the open mouths being like what am i seeing i don't believe it yeah they were busy picking their jaws up off the floor with that when they're like oh oh well my favorite movie of 2022 and best sequel of 2022, which is Glass Onion, came out right at the end of the year, the sequel to Knives Out. That was my favorite movie of the year. And I want to give, as far as best sequel goes, I want to give an honorable mention to Top Gun Maverick. I, I'll have to agree with you. Glass Onion is one that I did see, and it was so clever. You just don't know what's happening next. I love that they're doing this whole nine the Knives Out series. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what else they come out with. Daniel Craig was less foghorn leghorny this time around. You know, he tamped down that really bad Southern accent. Oh, so, I forgot I did see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That was really cool too. That was a wild ride. 
Yeah, right. I love Sam Raimi's take on that with the horror element. I am going to pick something also from much earlier in the year, which was Everything Everywhere All at Once, a wonderful sci-fi parallel universe masterpiece with one of the best mother-daughter storylines I've ever seen on film. And Michelle Yeoh is remarkable in it. It gives you kind of the best of her full acting range, everything from the action to loving and comedy just you know she gets to really go to both extremes and then Jamie Lee Curtis with the hot dog fingers and then one last comment which is I think this is going to be the first film that is nominated for best picture where butt plugs are featured in a major unforgettable way (laughs) so between those things that's my vote for for best film of 2022 nice So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Best of the lobby. (laughs) So I'm going to introduce this by going into some of the snack trends of 2022. So this is is compiled from all of the stuff I did working on the let's go to the lobby segments of the show in 2022. What trended on TikTok, the Food Network, other places like that. The first one I'm going to mention here is charcuterie boards. Oh, God. Freaking everywhere. They have board for everything. I Yeah, I got one marble and wood charcuterie board for a wedding gift. I got another ceramic one for Christmas. And then a subset of this is butter boards. What? Do you know what butter boards are? I'm yes. just picturing like that there's butter that's got hot honey in it. And there's butter like, you know, it's that you have bread and then like eight kinds of butter. Sort of. The idea is, and this was a big trend in, in 2022, you take the board, the same board that you would lay out your meats and cheeses on or whatever. You spread it with a layer of butter, like, you know, like a half inch of butter or something like that. And then you put all the toppings on it, like olives or cheese or whatever it is you put on top of butter and then i guess you set the whole thing out and that i think the idea is that you use bread or chips or something to scoop this butter and and toppings onto and eat it sounds amazing (laughs) (laughs) wow that's like right up my alley i love butter it's terrible (laughs) you know i've been keeping track of signs that we are at the fall of the roman empire this this makes the top <laughs> 10 top 10 the hallmarks well okay yeah that that and depression definitely contributed to the to the snack trends <laughs> because like people are doing snacks as meals now which there were a lot of things that i saw on uh tiktok and reels and things like that where they they were talking about you know if you're depressed you don't have to eat a whole meal just like throw some things together on a plate and just eat that because then you're eating something which is great advice <laughs> okay well but that's... also it's like we're reverting back to when we were toddlers and now we have plates full of snacks that we eat as meals <laughs> and that is something i'm going to talk about here in a minute which is a lazy cooking trend the lazy cooking trend is a real thing like what's the least amount of effort we can put into this so the number one the number one food trend on tiktok last year was cloud bread 
Now, cloud bread, I don't even consider that to be bread. Do you know what cloud bread is? No. No. Cloud bread is you take eggs, cream cheese, and cream of tartar, and you bake that or whatever, and it's cloud bread. It's like super easy to make, so it falls into the lazy cooking trend. But also, I think some other things played into it this year, which is that global food prices were at a record high, and in particular, grains were the highest on record ever. And American diets are really, really low on grains, and that's why we have stomach issues and dietary issues. And and yeah, no, it's true. There's this ongoing gluten-free, low-carb keto thing going on, and so I think that plays into it too. So cloud bread was another big snack trend of 2022. Also, as more and more states legalize cannabis, now we have gourmet THC edibles, like restaurants (laughs) actually producing, you name it, like THC drizzled fried chicken, you know. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to <laughs> I'm ready to THC travel. Okay. Just saying. There, <laughs> there is so much gourmet THC edibles going on right now. The last one I want to mention is dirty sodas. So this started in Utah where Mormons don't drink. And so they're essentially mocktails and they're made with soda and then like a fruit syrup or puree. And then dairy, usually like half and half or milk or something like that. It's a big trend. There are like the equivalent of what used to be juice bars now that are dirty soda bars. Um, juice bars. <laughs> but in a that lot takes of ways. back, doesn't it? <laughs> Clubhouse days, what? <laughs> yeah. In a lot of ways, this is a return to way, the way soda started because sodas started in pharmacies and drugstores where they would literally mix it up to begin with like before they were cocaine was in coke (laughs) exactly 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 uh i mean the the malted milkshake was invented in walgreens you know in a walgreens drugstore you know back probably made with coke (laughs) (laughs) that's the malt right yeah that's the malt (laughs) if you look at the old advertising for Coke and Pepsi, the really old advertising. It's like peps you up, helps you make it through the day and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. I think I'm how sure hard are does. we trying to hide the fact that this used to contain hardcore hard drugs? drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your product include includes hard drugs without telling me that your product includes hard drugs. <laughs> okay. Favorite, let's go to the lobby segment of 2022. I'll go first. Mine was the roast suckling pig, Hmm. which normally I try to make everything that we recommend on the show. I try to make it and eat it when I watch the film. This time I didn't do that. But in 2022, I did get to have roast suckling pig, an entire spit roasted pig over an open flame at a party in the summer. So I feel like I still accomplished the goal. My favorite to research how to exactly do that and prepare a roast suckling pig and everything that goes into that. Plus we had David Keim on the show and he was like throwing up pictures of babe (laughs) in the chat and stuff like that. So 
I like the Sunday sauce from the Godfather. Could almost smell it while we were talking about it and sort of tied that whole family theme in the godfather that sometimes gets forgotten just the whole atmosphere of that dish seeping into the film was something something i liked discussing and and then i i made it like several several weeks later inspired <laughs> nice speaking of mocktails the thing for kids that had the little sand person stick with the hershey's kiss oh yeah okay so yeah that's that is the um the worms in the dirt that was the worms in the dirt the Mm -hmm. uh dessert yes but with a tuscan raider in it that's great yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's definitely one of my favorites because i pulled that for when my kids were in preschool (laughs) uh you want to hear the stats for uh last year throw up those stats all right so um the top five states exclude, I always exclude Vermont, New Hampshire, and Ohio, because that's where we're from, and that's where we automatically get the most listens, you know? So excluding those, number five, the within the U.S., the state we were where we were most downloaded is Kentucky. Woot. Number four, yep. Pennsylvania. Number nice. three. New Jersey, number two, Virginia, and number one, anyone care to guess? I have no idea. California. California. Oh, wow. All right. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Kentucky makes sense. It's right across the river from (laughs) where I live, so. Yeah, I mean, black and bluegrass roller girl, so yeah, I I mean, you know. Still, by the way, oh, that's another great thing that happened in 2022. Black and Bluegrass Roller Girls had an undefeated season. Congratulations. Yeah, it was the best season ever, literally. For our uh, end of season party, I even had ornaments made that said best season ever and gave them to all all my teammates at the end of season party. That was a lot of fun. I got to emcee that. It was a Western-themed party, and I, I channeled my inner Dolly Parton and actually rented a costume from a costume shop. It was true. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just love my team. Black, blue, grass, roller girls forever. Top five countries that we've been downloaded in, excluding the United States, because of course, far We're and from away. from here. Yeah. Far and away, <laughs> the U.S. has the most. Number five is too close to call. So I'm not going to say what that is. Number four, Australia. Mm. Number three, the U.K. Nice. Number two is France, dropping to number two from oh, last year. France. <laughs> Although we've got a French film that we just did last week. So uh, hopefully that'll that'll boost us up in France again. And then number one, Canada. So Canada has now taken oh, the top Canada. spot outside the US as far as international downloads for us go. Most downloaded episode. Don't you dare say meet the feebles. <laughs> Don't you dare say showgirls. <laughs> meet the, no, I, I kid, I kid. This is the most downloaded episode. I don't have the stats for 2022 specifically. I only have for overall for the podcast. And so the most downloaded show overall for the podcast remains Skyfall. Nice. Skyfall hmm. is still in the top place. And it doesn't look like any other episode is catching up anytime quickly. So 
Skyfall is by far, it's like by far our most downloaded episode. Okay. What was your favorite and least favorite thing that we watched? And I'll start with Rosie on this one. Okay. My least favorite that we watched, it was a close tie between Meet the Feebles and Showgirls because they were both pretty awful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I, I did it. You know, I watched it. Showgirls, I watched again. And I never want to watch that movie again. That movie is just the epitome of Hollywood, gratuitous imagery and no plot. I just never want to see that movie again. So that's my least favorite. Anyway, so uh, back to more positive things. Of course, my favorite, I'm going to say my favorite is The Lord of the Rings because I picked it. That will probably forever be my my favorite series of all time that we did was The Lord of the Rings. It was really cool. It's what we did with that, what we talked about. Um, the guests that we brought in, David is just amazing. So, um, so yeah, that's my favorite. I didn't think I had any innocence left to lose. And I discovered (laughs) that there were some shreds remaining and they fell victim to meet the feebles and, (laughs) and I am forever changed. And if any of you out there watched the film because you saw it up on our podcast list, I am so, so sorry that you will now be walking down a path of darkness forever. That's right. I will say that Meet the Feebles is, if nothing else, unforgettable. You will not forget. (laughs) There are things that cannot be unseen. (laughs) Yeah, they really should put that on a warning, like an explicit warning, cannot be unseen. Okay, so... (laughs) favorite movie that we watched would be Lone Wolf and Cub. We watched really? two Lone and Wolf and Cub movies. Yes. I guess Baby Cart and the River Sticks. Maybe maybe that's that's my favorite one, but it was it was really cool having seen Mandalorian and loving it and then going back and seeing something that so clearly influenced it and was delightful in its own way and really kind of unique in the samurai genre. I was really stoked to have seen it. And I find myself talking about it all the time with other people who are into the Mandalorian and for whatever reason, haven't seen it. You know, it's something that I think about a lot and was really glad I'd seen. My favorite movie that we watched in 2022. Well, it's hard to narrow it down to one movie, but the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the Peter Jackson trilogy Uh, ranks among my all-time favorite movies ever so fellowship two towers return of the king it's really hard for me to separate them out into separate films i think of it as one whole big long epic (laughs) so that is my favorite animal instincts was my least favorite (laughs) film that we watched which is yeah i I, I it was so bad. I'm just not going there. All right. So, <laughs> so I want to contrast that with our favorite episode of the show that we did. For me, it was Color of Night. Comparing the characters on Color of Night to the characters in Basic Instinct was one of my favorite, most fun times that I had in the past year on the show. 
I really enjoyed talking about Starship Troopers just because I'm personally interested in this question of satire as a force for good and sometimes as a force for evil and Starship Troopers kind of landing in that, you know, critics didn't know what to do with it. Is it pro-fascism? Is it anti-fascism? Like nobody knows. And the fact that Neil Patrick Harris is in it, of course, you know, always fun. But I thought that was a great conversation. I had a lot of fun with it. I really like digging into Gutland. It was a lot of great in-depth conversation that we had during that episode. I have to agree with you on Gutland being one of our better episodes. Much like last week's episode, Largent, I think when we do these European art movies, they're really open to interpretation. It's really interesting seeing like your interpretation versus my interpretation versus Johanna's interpretation of those. Whereas, you know, there's some that aren't as uh, subtle. There, there's there's meet the peoples <laughs> at one end of the spectrum and there's good <laughs> end at the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, we cover a lot of ground. <laughs> there, there's not a lot of, you know, shades uh, of meaning of the motifs in meet the feebles right (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know you're reminding me how much fun it was watching the fourth man actually that was that was another one that was really really fun to watch i'm giving you the behind the scenes reasons here for least favorite and most favorite least favorite lord of the rings for the second year running because that was the one where we had massive data loss and we lost some of our best moments, in my opinion, that we ever recorded on this podcast. I was able to reconstruct them and I think they still came out pretty good on the air, but they were even better before that. And so live and learn. We now have multiple redundant backups going on. My second most favorite from a behind the scenes perspective episode that we did was Driving to East Corinth, Vermont to research Beetlejuice and visiting the the locations. That was very memorable. And then my number one most favorite, and it's not an episode, but we did a trivia night at Wolf Tree, a bar in White River Junction. Johanna and I hosted that in conjunction with the White River Indie Fest. Hopefully we'll be doing that again this year. I, I don't know yet, but that Hopefully was- Hopefully I uh, can come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see if we can get you up here for that. Those two, from a behind the scenes perspective, were my favorite moments of the show from 2022. Let's take a listen to some of the highlights from this past season. I'm really happy that I have the opportunity to do this. It, it feeds my need to- entertain and to be on the air and to hear my own voice (laughs) Uh, i want to hear what a 12 year old boy's opinion of this film was so i've got bad news (laughs) so we start talking about it and she's talking about the gratuitous nudity teenage nudity and i'm like wait I i don't remember that yeah No, we can't start the saxophone this early. We've had, that's the one complaint I have about all of these basic instinct ripoffs is how much bad saxophone music I've had to listen to. (laughs) If you're familiar with whenever Sean Bean puts on armor in a medieval type thing, something happens to him. (laughs) (laughs) Beetlejuice. 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 
If there's one thing that I've learned from this film, it's like if there, everybody's like, let's meet on neutral ground and talk about this. Never do that because that means somebody's <laughs> going to get killed, right? Hmm. Space Marines. Of course, red wine goes with everything Godfather. Uh, no, wait, hold on. Let me clarify. Rape of the wife, murder of the children, not the rape and murder of children. <laughs> Thanks for I'd clarifying forgotten. that. Someone pulled a Tyler Durden on the rescuers <laughs> and it went unnoticed for 20 years. If you ever wanted to see a film where you're just watching Gary Oldman sweat and have homoerotic dreams about Kevin Bacon, Criminal Law is the film for you. They shot the scene and apparently they all like flew into the lights like because they're like, you know, it's kind of like moss and stuff like that. And she, they all like flew in the lights and, and died. Like, oh my gosh. It's like, it was horrific. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> well, I'm sort of sorry that we didn't see Pink Floyd show up in the 1984 version. I, I know. know. I was, I come to the conclusion that Jawas are just dicks. It was a really great season and I look forward to what's coming next. We already have some good things in the can. So I hope you stay tuned. I hope you tell a friend and you know, join our Facebook group, like, and subscribe, write a little review, positive review, please. You know, because we, we love doing this, um, but it does take a lot of time and we just do it from our heart. So thanks again, really, for giving me this opportunity, Eric, for real, because I love doing this show. I love that you have allowed me to introduce my all roads lead to Gary Oldman mini <laughs> segment into the show. It's very indulgent of you and I appreciate it. And I'm going to take this time to plug a new Gary Oldman show that's on Apple Plus. If you haven't seen Slow Horses, he is magnificent in it. Absolute top scary Gary form. Highly recommend. Nice, nice scary Gary form. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for joining us for our second anniversary show. When we started this, we never knew we would even be a podcast. And then we never knew we would make it to our first anniversary, let alone our second anniversary. So thanks for another great year. I hope you guys stick around and invite other people to listen to our podcast. We got some interesting ideas in the pipeline. Until next time, this is Eric. This is Rosie. This is Johanna signing off.